Good morning, everyone. Good to see you this morning. Good to look out into the crowd and see that we have guests here with us. If you're visiting with our church family, we welcome you. We thank you for being here. We hope you've been encouraged by the worship service this morning. Let's go ahead and jump right into our study this morning. And I want to jump into the study by reading to you several passages of Scripture from the New Testament. And I want to ask you to follow along with me as we read these verses. Let's start with what we find in the book of Philippians. Go in your Bible to Philippians, the fourth chapter. Philippians chapter 4, and we'll start reading with verse number 6. In Philippians, the fourth chapter, in verse number 6, the Bible says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, regards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Go over to the next book, to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, and in verse number 15, verse 15, the Bible says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name or by the authority of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Look at chapter 4 and verse 2. In chapter 4 of the same book and in verse 2, it says, devote yourselves to prayer. Keep an alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Go to one more place, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, where our scripture reading from Brother John came from this morning. 2 Corinthians 9, look at verse 15. After trying to encourage these Christians to be generous with their monetary blessings towards their needy brethren, in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 15, Paul says, a very, a very short but very powerful statement when he says, thanks be to God, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I want you to take a moment or two to really ponder on what these verses have said to us from the word of God this morning. Brothers and sisters, do you see the common thread that kind of weaves its way through all those verses? Do you see in those verses what God is telling us to do? Do you see the kind of attitude or, or the kind of mentality that God expects us to carry with us in our lives? I, I want you to notice how throughout the New Testament we learn that as we travel through this life, God expects us to be thankful. He expects us to have an attitude of gratitude. He expects us to always be mindful of, of the great blessings we have in our lives. That's what the Bible tells us to do over and over again. And let's just be honest about it this morning. Even though we all know that, and even though we all understand that, the fact of the matter is, it's often hard for us to do that. It's often hard for us to apply these verses into our lives, especially during a time like this, right? 
you see, during, during uncertain and unusual times like this, if we're not careful, we can lose a good perspective. If we're not careful, we can lose sight of our blessings and we can fall into the trap of doom and gloom and constantly griping and, and complaining. We can, we can fail to see that even on this day, even on May the 10th of 2020, we have so much to be thankful for. I have so much to be thankful for in my life. And you have so much to be thankful for in your life. In fact, brothers and sisters, this morning, how about we just make it our mission to kind of unpack that idea? This morning, in our study from God's Word, if you don't mind, I want us to use this time to do what the Bible says and just express some thanksgiving. Just express some Thankfulness towards the blessings of God. I want us to, to celebrate and, and appreciate and show gratitude towards some specific gifts that I'm pretty sure we all have in our lives. Let's use our time this morning to express some thanksgiving towards God. And let's begin by doing this right here. Let's begin our lesson this morning by first using our time to show some thanksgiving for mom. Let's be thankful for mom. Let's celebrate mom. I want to begin there this morning because you do know what day it is, right? <laughs> you do know that in addition to being first and foremost the Lord's Day, today in our country, it's also Mother's Day. Oh, yes, it's Mother's Day. And if, mean, if you've forgotten that, I'll say a prayer for you. Maybe you can... <laughs> Maybe you'll have some time to get a gift before too long, but it's Mother's Day. And I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all of the beautiful, the wonderful mothers in the room this morning. May God bless you and may God bless your family. You know, for over a little over 100 years in this country, the people of our great nation have set aside usually the second Sunday of May to honor and and celebrate mothers. And I'm going to tell you, I personally believe that that's a good thing. In fact, I believe that's a great thing. I personally believe that there is absolutely nothing wrong. It is certainly a great thing to set aside a special day to honor and, and celebrate mothers. In fact, beyond honoring and celebrating mothers on this day, the fact of the matter is, brothers and sisters, is the God of heaven and earth, the creator of the universe, he really wants us to honor and celebrate mothers every day. He really wants us to be thankful for mothers every single day. And the main reason why that is, is because mothers, they have done so much for us, right? I mean, think about it. They gave birth to us. They carried us around in their belly for nine months. Is there any man here in the morning, in, in, in here this morning that's done that before? They nurtured us. They kept us alive. They stayed up late with us at night when we were little and they rocked us to sleep. They fed us and they changed those dirty diapers. 
They took care of us whenever we got sick. They put bandages on those little boo-boos. They invested several hours helping us get that English or math homework finished. They kept our self-esteem high whenever we told them about the ugly things that a bully said to us at school. They always made sure we had home-cooked meals and that we put our jackets on in the wintertime and, and that we always ate our vegetables. They also took us to all those after-school practices. They took us to baseball practice and basketball practice and band practice and soccer practice. They were present at every one of our games. And they also came to every award ceremony. Every award ceremony we had from the time we were in kindergarten to the time we finished college, they were right there. And whenever we did get some kind of award, whenever we did accomplish something great, no one was prouder of, of us than them, right? They also were our first teacher. I'm pretty sure that for most of us in this room, mom was the one who invested the time teaching us so many of the basic things of life. Mom was the one who taught us how to talk and how to crawl and eventually how to walk. Mom was the one who taught us how to behave ourselves in church. Mom was the one who taught us how to use a spoon and how to use a straw and how to drip, drink out of a sippy cup. Mom was the one who taught us our ABCs and how to count to 10 and eventually to 50 and then eventually to 100. Mom was the one who taught us how to use the potty and how to have good manners and how to clean up after ourselves whenever we made a mess. Mine was also probably the one who first introduced us to the Word of God. I'm willing to suspect that for maybe that, not all, but maybe for the majority of us in the room, Mom was the one who helped us learn the order of the books of the Bible. Mom was the one who taught us about Moses and David, and Abraham, and Daniel, and the apostles. Mom was the one who sang those spiritual songs with us when we were just kids, and she helped us do our Bible lesson, and she was the one who first told us about the most important person in human history, and that is Jesus the Christ. You see, for many of us in the room, if it wasn't for mom, and in my case, if it wasn't for my grandmom, who raised me from the time I was a little baby, we may not be here this morning. We may not be Christians this morning. We may not be followers of the truth this day. Mom has done so much for us in our lives, and the Bible says we need to be thankful for that. We need to praise God for that. We need to honor mom for the things she's done for us in our lives. When you go in your Bible to the book of Proverbs, listen to what the scripture says about the virtuous woman over in Proverbs chapter 31. In Proverbs chapter 31, look at verse number 28. Proverbs 31, 
and in verse number 28, the Bible says this. It says that when it came to the virtuous woman, her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Notice what the scripture says here about the worthy or the excellent woman of Proverbs 31. Notice how the Bible says that when it came to the family of this woman, this woman's family, they honored her. The Bible says that her children blessed her, her husband praised her, her entire family was so thankful for all the different ways in which she contributed to the family. This woman was honored by her family. And let's make sure we follow in her footsteps or in their footsteps. Because of how important moms are to the family, and because one day we won't have them around anymore, and many of you can testify to that firsthand, let's make sure that we always celebrate mothers. Let's make sure that we always honor mothers. Let's make sure that we always express thanksgiving for mothers because I think we can all agree that good mothers, especially God-fearing mothers, mothers who serve the Lord and, lo and love the Lord, those kind of women are such a blessing from God. And so let's use our time this morning to be thankful for mom. But, but not only do we need to be thankful for mom today, a second thing we need to be thankful for is we need to be just thankful for today. Today, let's be thankful for today. In other words, let's not get so bogged down with, with all the rough things that have been going on in our country for the last several weeks. Let's not spend all of our time worrying about things that are beyond our control, worrying about what may happen in the fall or the winter if this virus flares up again. Let's not spend our time worrying about that kind of stuff. Instead, let's just be thankful for today. Let's be thankful for May the 10th of 2020. Let's be thankful that we're able to be here this morning to worship God because remember, for the entire month of April, we were not able to do that, right? Remember, due to all the uncertainty and all the chaos surrounding the beginning stages of this pandemic for the entire month of April, our shepherds made the very tough, but I believe wise decision of counseling our services for a period of time. We were not able to meet for the entire month of April. And I don't know about you, but I missed that. Did you miss that? I missed it. In fact, I missed it tremendously. I tremendously miss being able to gather with people of like precious faith, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to worship God in spirit and in truth. 
I, I miss being able to take the Lord's Supper with you. I miss being able to share of my physical blessings with you. I miss being able to sing with you and talk to God with you. And I especially miss being able to preach to you. I especially miss being able to receive encouragement from you. And to be stimulated to love and, and good works from you. I especially missed all of the blessings that, that the scripture says come to us when, when we gather on the first day of the week. I missed it all. And I'm pretty sure you missed it all. And hopefully one of the blessings to come out of this difficult time is hopefully we all have a greater appreciation of what we're doing right now. Hopefully this morning we all have a greater appreciation for God's plan for the assembly and a greater appreciation of one another and being able to be together and a greater appreciation of the encouragement we give each other during this time we come together on Sunday. Hopefully more than ever, we understand that the blessings we have today, they're not guaranteed to us tomorrow. They're not guaranteed to us next week or next month or even next year. I mean, think about it. This time last year, did you think that 2020 was going to be like this? This time last year, did you think that in 2020 there would be no sports? And there would be no high school and college graduations and that millions of travel plans, vacations, they would have to be canceled. And even weddings and funerals would be extremely difficult to have. I mean, did you think that in 2020, just being able to gather to worship God as Christians would be difficult for a period of time? I'm going to be honest with you. I had no idea. I never would have guessed it in a million years that my first year with this church would have been like this. <laughs> I never would have guessed in a million years that my first year with this great church would have been as historical and chaotic as it has turned out to be. But I guess I shouldn't be surprised by that because doesn't James tell us about that in James chapter 4? Go in your Bible to James chapter 4, and, and let's just reread what, what James, the Lord's brother, says here. James 4 and verse 13. James 4 and verse 13, James says, Come now, James 4, 13, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. This is a person making plans for the future. Verse 14, James says, Yet you do not know. You do not know what your life is going to be like tomorrow. You're just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. What is James saying in those verses? Brothers and sisters, notice how James says that when it comes to the events of tomorrow or the events of next week, or next month, or next year, we don't know what's going to happen. 
We don't know what's going to happen to us in the future. We may be able to do the things that we've planned or we may not be able to do those things. It's all about the Lord's will. It's all about what the Lord allows us to do. That's what James says, and we've learned that in a very practical way this year, haven't we? Oh, yes, we've learned that firsthand, and it also reminds me of what Jesus said over in Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 6. Go in your Bible to Matthew 6. Look at verse number 34. Listen to what Jesus says here. Matthew 6 and verse number 34, after telling us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and, and God will make sure we have everything we need to be sustained in this life. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 34, Jesus says, so do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about tomorrow. Don't have anxiety over tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What is Jesus saying there? Well, there the Lord is saying to us that when it comes to the lives we are living under the sun, we got to learn to slow down a little bit. We got to learn to stop and smell the roses. We got to make sure that we don't get so bogged down worrying about tomorrow or the next week or the next month that we lose track of today. Jesus says that before dealing with tomorrow or next week or next year, we first got to get through today. We first got to make sure that we appreciate the blessings we have today. We first got to make sure that we make wise decisions with the decisions God is allowing us to make today. Jesus says before you focus on tomorrow, Make sure you focus on today before pondering on what might happen to you tomorrow. Celebrate your blessings today. Be thankful for the things that God is doing for you today. Let's be thankful for today, brothers and sisters. Let's not worry about the fall or the winter or what may happen in our country in the next few days ahead. Let's just be thankful for today. Let's be thankful that we're able to worship God today. Let's be thankful that we were able to take the Lord's Supper and sing and give and study the Bible together today. Let's be thankful that we are a spiritual family today. Let's be thankful that we still live in a great country today. Let's be thankful that even during this entire time of pandemic, God has still been good to us. God has still looked out for us. He's looked out for our physical family and our spiritual family, and we are still in a great position today to spread the gospel throughout this community and the world. Instead of allowing our hearts to be full of anxiety concerning things we have no control over. Let's make sure that we celebrate the blessings of today. Today's a good day because it's a day that God has made and God has blessed us to come together as a family. And so let's celebrate mom. Let's celebrate today. And then finally, most importantly, let's celebrate and just be thankful for Jesus. 
Let's be thankful for Jesus. Specifically, let's be thankful for, for who Jesus is. Let's be thankful that while our situation in life may change, while people may change, while politicians and laws and culture and society may change, Jesus, my friends, he'll never change. Jesus will always be the same. He'll always be the one thing that is constant in our lives. In Hebrews 13 and verse number 8, the Hebrew writer says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Translation, there'll never come a time when Jesus is not Jesus. There'll never come a time when Jesus is not the King of kings and Lord of lords. There'll never come a time when he's not our mediator. And when he's not our savior and when he's not the son of God and the only way to heaven today on May the 10th, let's celebrate Jesus and who Jesus is. And then secondly, let's also celebrate and be thankful for the blessings that have been provided to us through his blood. I mean, that's exactly the point Paul is making in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 15. There when Paul says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. In that context, he's talking about the blood of Jesus. He's talking about the gift of salvation that is available to us because of Jesus. Thanks be to God that today we have a chance to go to heaven because of Jesus. In fact, Paul will further elaborate on this idea in Romans, Romans 5. You know I love Romans 5. This is the core of the gospel message right here, Romans 5 and verse 6. Romans 5 and verse 6, for a while we were still helpless. At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly, for one will hardly die for a righteous man. Though perhaps for the good man, someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more have been reconciled. We shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Notice, notice carefully what Paul says here about, about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Notice how Paul says that even though we are sinners, I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. Even though we've all violated the law of a holy God, we've all done things to sever our relationship with God. Even, those things, even though those things are true, Paul says, God still loves us. God still loves me and God still loves you. In fact, God demonstrated that love for us at the highest possible level by giving his son to die. In verse 8, Paul says that Jesus died for a purpose. What was that purpose? He died for our sins. He died so we can have a chance to go to heaven. He died so that we can receive so many blessings from God. Paul says he died so we can receive justification. 
That word justification is a legal term. It means to be declared not guilty. Even though we are guilty. Even though we deserve the wages of sin, which is death. Paul says that because of the blood of Jesus, we can actually be justified. We can actually stand before God on the day of judgment with confidence, knowing that we can be declared not guilty because Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. We can see justification. And we can also receive salvation, Paul says there. He says that we can be saved, specifically, we can be saved from the wrath of God. We can be saved from experiencing the judgment of God against sinners. And then thirdly, Paul also says that because of the blood of Jesus, we can receive reconciliation. Reconciliation, that's the idea of even though because of our sins, we severed ourselves from God because of the blood of Jesus, we can be brought back into a relationship with him again. We can be brought back close to him again, reconciled unto him, brought back into fellowship with him again. These are the benefits that we can receive today because of the blood of Jesus. And brothers and sisters, let's make sure that we express some serious thanksgiving for those blessings. Let's make sure that we express thanksgiving for the blood of Jesus, not just through our worship today, but in our everyday lives. Beyond our formal gatherings together on Sunday, beyond this time right here, 24 hours a day and seven days a week, let's make sure that we always show appreciation and gratitude for, for what Jesus did at Calvary. Let's make sure that, that we do what Jesus says we must do to show thankfulness for his sacrifice. Let's make sure we study his word very carefully and always accurately apply the things that are found in his word. Let's make sure that we love our, our neighbor as we love ourselves and that we even love our enemies. Let's make sure that we treat other people like we want to be treated that we treat our spouse right, that we raise our children right, that we strive to be holy and pure in the eyes of God at all times. Let's make sure that we give him the ultimate say and how we talk and in how we walk and in how we dress and even when it comes to the things we allow to feed into our hearts. Paul said this in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. And he gave himself up for me. Notice how Paul says that he was willing to demonstrate his love and appreciation for the sacrifice of Jesus by living his life for him but by giving him the ultimate authority and every aspect of his life. You see, when it came to the Apostle Paul, Paul didn't just talk the talk of a Christian, but he also walked the walk. He also lived the life. He devoted his entire life as a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to God. And so will you pray with me?
Almighty God, we bow our heads with humility and thanksgiving, thanking you for today and the blessings of this day. We're thankful for all the godly mothers in the room this morning. We're thankful for the ability to be able to worship you on this day in spirit and in truth. Thank you, Father, for keeping us safe and bringing us in this place together to praise your glorious name. We honor you, Father, and give you the glory as the king of the universe. And most importantly, we're thankful for Jesus Christ, your son, who died on the cross for our sins, and he has made it possible for us to receive justification, salvation, and reconciliation. May we always show appreciation for his sacrifice by living lives that are pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, go ahead and grab your songbook. We're going to get ready to sing a song in just a few seconds. We've talked about being thankful towards the blessings of God this morning. And one of the main things I want you to take away from this study is the main way in which you show appreciation to the blessings of God in your life is by making sure you live a life of faithfulness and obedience to God. Making sure you obey the gospel, believe it in Jesus, and repenting of your sins. Confessing him as the son of God and obeying his commandment to be baptized in water for the forgiveness of your sins. And after you come up out of that water, leaving here and living a life of dedication and honor to God every single day. If there's someone here this morning who needs help with that in any way at all, we'll be glad to serve you at this time. Let us stand. Let us sing.